This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here we go. Hope you're enjoying your football Friday here in the G-Bag Nation. Of course, coming up at 520, it'll be time for a little what you're drinking and what you're thinking. And we look forward to uh, taking your phone calls, getting your thoughts here as we move into our first weekend without Cowboys football of the offseason as we continue the greatest offseason in Texas Rangers history, and we'll have more on that coming up in the 6 o'clock hour on your baseball team. But in the meantime, Nick Harris, DallasCowboys.com, joining us now here on 105 Through the Fan. And a good afternoon to you, sir. How the heck are you? Uh, doing pretty well. Uh, how are you doing, fellas? That's a, that's a good way to pair it, though. The first weekend without Cowboys football, but the best offseason in Rangers history, that's a good way to look at it. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're coping the best we can. Uh, Nick, you're, you've been around these parts for a, a, a long time. Uh, of course, as a journalist, you wear a, a different hat, but it, it does affect the mood around here significantly for everybody involved, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. <laughs> hey, Nick, um, thanks for all your hard work so far on the draft show. Love working with you on that. Really do appreciate you uh, with all man, Your knowledge has been super. Okay, I hope I'm not getting you in trouble here. You said something. Uh-oh. You said something on the show, though, and we were going around talking about how the offseason might be different from the Cowboys. And I hope I'm getting this right. But you felt like that they were going to be a take a maybe a different approach with maybe adding players. Uh, is this something in my – I hope I'm not taking it out of context or anything like that for you. You felt like that they were going to have a really aggressive offseason. Yeah, this is just kind of my personal belief. This is not based on anything that I know. You know, the conversations that – the front office and the coaching staff has had this week has still been very preliminary. I mean, from what Mike McCarthy communicated in the press conference, I mean, it's, it's pretty valid. I mean, the shock is still there with a lot of people in the building. I think the full evaluating of what will happen over the off season won't really start cranking up until they figure out what's going to happen with Dan Quinn. Cause that's going to be the big first domino towards everything else that'll happen around the team. But for me, what I believe, I mean, you kind of look at everything that's on the table out in front of them. Mike McCarthy is heading into his final year of his contract. You know, Jerry Jones, he's pushing 81 years old. Uh, they've, they've been trying to win now. It's been a win-now approach for the last two to three years. And you look at all the players involved and, and what they kind of have to do to get it done this next season, they're going to need a little bit more. I, I, you look at the 16 impending free agents, uh, that's over 25% of the active roster uh, that they're going to have to figure out what to do with this offseason. I mean, you look at that list, it's probably only reasonable that they bring back only about three or four. So I think there's going to be a quite a busy offseason in Dallas. I think 
there's an opportunity to go out and make a couple of big splashes, whether that be at the running back position uh, or on the defensive side of the ball if, if a certain defensive pieces end up leaving with Dan Quinn. Um, but I, I, that's just something I anticipate ha- happening this offseason. Which position group on either side of the ball do you think is, is going to be most overhauled? Is it the running back group or do you see somewhere else? Yeah, I think so. I think you could look at that running back group and, and see that. I think there's also an opportunity for the offensive line to have a similar type overhaul. It all kind of depends on Tyron Smith, and it hinges on that. Uh, you know, Mike McCarthy said on uh, – uh, gosh, what was that? I guess that was yesterday already. These days have kind of flown by. Uh, said on Thursday that in his exit meeting with Tyron Smith, they, they talked about the future a little bit, but also said, you know, they're going to take some time a little bit and kind of evaluate where he's at. Uh, he really liked what he was able to put on the field this season. They liked the practice plan that they put forward with him. Um, and by practice plan, I mean not practicing plan. Um, and it works for everybody involved. I think that's going to be the big thing that kind of determines the offensive line picture. But, yeah, I think running back is going to probably be the biggest one. You know, there's an opportunity to bring Tony Pollard back if he wants to come back. Uh, but I, I think they end up with two different backs next season. Tony Pollard just doesn't have anything left in the tank. Did the injury get him just like it got Gallup or what? Yeah, it's an interesting one because you look at what he put on the field this past season and you could try to sign him to a short-term type deal, maybe a two- to three-year type deal, and bring him back to to be in that running back room and then maybe draft a guy or bring in a big free agent and be able to kind of work with him and be a little bit more complimentary. Um, Or you let him walk and, you know, see if he can find a deal elsewhere and and draft a guy and then bring in a free agent or draft two guys, however it kind of works out. But I I just – the more I look at what Tony Pollard – uh, produced this season and they came into the off season. They came into training camp. Mike McCarthy's talking about how they're going to run the ball. They're, that's what they're going to hold their hat on. And I, I think it's safe to say that there wasn't one game this season where they, you felt like the offense held their hat on running the football. So they have to have some sort of different approach in that area. I think that's probably going to be the biggest overhaul that we see on the offensive side for sure. Nick Harris, DallasCowboys.com with us here in the G-Bag Nation. It, it, when you reflect back now on 2023, as we've had about a week to do so, is there a player that you think really underperformed your expectations and then maybe a player that you think overperformed? Oh, that's a, that's a good one. I think overperformed, I think that's an easy answer. I would have to look at Deron Bland. Um, just being able to step in and do what he did and have an all-pro type season whenever Trayvon Diggs went down. Um, I, I think whenever Diggs did go down, there was confidence in Bland, sure, because he had the five picks in his rookie season. Uh, but, you know, how would he adjust moving out to boundary and how would he be able to adjust uh, going up against big-time uh, wide receiver ones. And he did a pretty good job. I, I think if you had you asked for what he was able to put in front of you, I, I think you couldn't ask for much more. Uh, as far as underperforming, gosh, you look at uh, Tony Pollard. I, I think that's probably the easiest answer, too. And it's very similar to what I kind of alluded to in the, in the previous answer, is just that you know they were, they were looking towards that running game being a big part of what they do offensively, and that just wasn't there. Uh, fortunately, Dak and CD had their best year uh, as, as a duo, um, and it kind of alleviated that pain in some areas. But, you know, when you have three all-pro guys up front and you're not able to run the football as efficiently as uh, they could have, you, you got to look at that running back position and see it as underperforming. How do you think see things playing out this offseason with Dak and the extension and the contract conversation? Yeah, that's certainly going to be an interesting one. I think whenever you look at Dak and the cap hit that he has right now looking for 2024, um, you would have to think that there's an extension looming. Um, you, for me, I, I think it happens. I don't think there's a question about it. Um, and I think it happens to an ability where the team is able to spend a lot more in 2024 uh, with whenever they do get Dak's deal done and they're able to decrease that cap hit. 
I think there's a lot of different things that they can do as far as moving the cap number uh, before they really start going all in on a free agency or, you know, bringing in guys. Um, I, I think there's an opportunity to really do that with Dak Prescott. It's Nick Harris here with you. You, you. you mentioned running the ball. I think when it comes to team building, that should be the top priority, and I would even be redundant with it to make sure that happens because when you can't do that in a playoff game, I feel like at this point it's well established the Cowboys offense just grinds to a halt, and I definitely don't want to ignore defense. I think there's needs happening over there, but I'm trying to do that with a budget, and I'm sending premium assets to running the ball next year. Nick, where is your main emphasis? Uh, I, for me, my main emphasis would be beefing up the defensive side of the ball. You know, I, I think whenever you look at losses that happened this past season and the three that really jumped to mind are the 49ers, the Bills, and obviously the Packers game. And you look at what happened in all three of those games, they were just out physical in all three of those games on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, their defense is undersized, and it's, it's been a philosophy that's kind of worked itself into happening over the course of the last two, three years. I think it went a little bit more under, undersized than anticipated whenever you know Leighton Vanderush went down and, and DeMarvin Overshone wasn't able to get on the field this season and they had to just make Marquise Bell a linebacker for the majority of the year I, I think they were kind of forced into doing it a little bit more than they wanted to but I think there's more of an emphasis now than ever to beef up that defensive side of the ball and get you some guys that can you know fight around those offensive linemen whenever they get into the second level and be able to you know fill up those running lanes and have some success in the running game I, I think that's probably where I, I see the need for biggest improvement um, and, you know, that, that could go all the way back to the safety position as well. I think you just need guys that are bigger on the defensive side of the ball to be able to stop the run whenever it's just pounding on you play after play. Okay, I'm glad you brought up the safeties there because they, they do have J. Ron Kurtz, who's also a free agent as well. They did lock up Donovan Wilson. But, you know, with, with how much Dan Quinn, and assuming he comes back, maybe he doesn't, but what he asks his safeties to do, is that kind of a, a sneaky position of need where they need to improve this offseason? Yeah, I think there's an opportunity where they go get one in the draft and or they get a free agent as well. Um, you know, you look at J. Ron Curse and kind of what he put on the field this year. I think it's kind of open as, as far as bringing him back or letting him walk. Um, I, I think Dan Quinn being in the building next year will be a kind of a big determining factor in that as well. I think if Dan Quinn moves on, I think Curse probably moves on as well with him. And you look at Dante Fowler in that same that same sense. Uh, but even if Dan Quinn is back in the building, I think there's going to be a conversation about their approach at the safety position. You know, I really like what Malik Hooker and uh, Donovan Wilson did as far as what they were able to do. Malik Hooker, I mean, he's he's proven to be one of the better run defenders in the secondary for the Cowboys this past season. And then Donovan Wilson, once he was able to really come back from that calf injury. You, start, you started to see him stack some really strong games there on the back half of the season that, you know, it, it was the reason why the Cowboys had paid him last offseason. But you look at the safety class, you look at some opportunities to be able to do some things in the draft in that area. Uh, I think you probably have a, a potentially a different safety in that group next year that's starting quite a bit. And then you also have Wanya Thomas in the building and Marquise Bell. You know, what do you do with those two guys and how do you factor them into the equation? You would have to think that Bell's not going to be in the second level next season. Uh, so uh, what do they do as far as working him back into the safety group? I think that that's probably one of the more interesting ones that you're going to dive into this offseason. Nick, is there any chance that they let Dak's contract ride and just and see, you know, okay, let it go and they'll figure out things at the, uh, you know, uh, when, when it's after this season, uh, you know, with the, with him and the coach and all that? I just don't see that happening for a couple of reasons. One, uh, again, I think they, they, they would like to be able to build a team around him here in 2024, and they're going to have to do it with 16 impending free agents, and they wouldn't have a ton of 
money to really go around. I mean, the, the budget book, it would be slim. Could they do it? Yes, absolutely. But I feel like that checkbook would really be slim. They'd have to figure out how to work under that cap. And then a second reason, and this is just kind of something I've thought of over the last few days, let's say they let him ride into that last season of uh, his, his contract, and he gets hurt in week three or week four, similar to what happened in 2020, then sure. you have a really interesting decision you're going to have to make at the end of the year as far as, okay, well, we didn't extend him last offseason. It's not like he did anything in these first three weeks to prove he needs you know, a bigger contract. So what do you do? And then that's, I think they're, they're left more in limbo in that sense than they would be right now. The smart thing is to extend him. I mean, he's coming off of a season where he ha- he's going to end up with an MVP podium finish, finishing second or third for the award. You got to extend the guy, give him a couple of more years on his deal and uh, figure out what to do with the rest of the team around him. So it's interesting because we're getting ready for the draft and we know that they have a hole on in in the middle with their picks like after the third round because they traded their fourth for Trey Lance. They moved their fifth and their sixth. So now when you're looking at that and you're realizing, oh, my gosh, they did make that trade for Trey Lance. What's his future looking like within the organization? Is it just, hey, he's going to be Dak's backup or do they have a plan for him? Yeah, and that really hasn't been too too much communicated over the course of the last year. I mean, whenever he was brought in in August, it was a sense of, hey, we're going to bring this guy in. We're going to take him through a quote-unquote QB school with Mike McCarthy, Scott Tolzien, quarterback's coach, and offensive coordinator Brian Schottenheimer, and just kind of see where he goes from here. And I think over the course of the last three to four months, he started to really get comfortable with the offense that Mike McCarthy has brought in. Um, he's gotten really comfortable with Dak Prescott, with Scott Tolzien. I talked to Trey towards the end of the year in the locker room and just kind of, you know, hey, update me on, on where you're at and kind of how you're feeling. And there was a much better sense of clarity with him when it just came to playing the position. And I think um, there's going to be a really big opportunity for him in the preseason next year to show all of that and put it forward. But as, as far as, you know, what his future could look like, I think that's probably undetermined. That's, that's left up to what he does this offseason and in the preseason, and it'll kind of determine how far he can jump up. Did we overestimate how good this team was based on them kicking the uh, you-know-what out of bad teams? Yeah, probably so. I think that's probably fair to assess now, now that the, the picture is over and you look at what the Packers did, uh, you could arguably say they're one of the worst teams in the playoffs, and I think we'll get a better gauge of that whenever they play San Francisco this weekend. But, yeah, I think that's fair to say. Um, and, you know, that was a criticism all year, and, you know, all year you could all you could really come back with was, well, well hey, they can only beat what's in front of them. And But I think whenever you look at the Niners game, you look at the Bills game, even parts of the Dolphins game, and even the Eagles loss early in the season, whenever you look at the losses and kind of see the trends that happen in all five of those all five of those trends started to trend back into uh, the Packers game all into one and it just kind of created the perfect storm I think that's a very fair assessment now Nick uh, the Mozzie Smith stuff this year was a little bit weird him losing a bunch of weight like do you have any idea why or how that that started for him and, and sort of what their plan is for him yeah, I mean, you look at what he was struggling with uh, early in the season, and it really just ended up happening throughout the season. It was his slow get-off, and I think maybe sacrificing a few pounds, he was able to kind of get off the line a little bit quicker, but I, I don't see that as a weight thing. I see that more as a mental thing and being able to get off the line a little bit faster. I think um, he's probably down to about 305 to 310 right now just from my eyeball looking at him. 
Um, I, I think I had mentioned on here a couple of weeks ago, there was a moment when he was walking into the game in, uh, in Buffalo and he had like a, 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 a mask over his face and couldn't really tell who he was. And I thought he was Sam Williams until he got like right close to my face. And Sam Williams is well below 300 pounds. So uh, it was just kind of interesting to kind of see what his weight losses looked like throughout the season. I think there's going to be a plan for him this offseason to really figure out what he can do physically and then put that on, uh, translate that onto the field, whether that be in OTAs or in, in training camp, to really figure out what he can do to take that next step. Because I think it's really safe to say he has not taken a next step since he's been in Dallas. There is not an idea to allow him to play the same role or, or style that he did that made him effective in college? I mean, it could be an idea, but, you know, with the way Dan Quinn has run this defense, it'd be kind of difficult to be able to do that with the guys that he'll also kind of have to, you know, appeal to across the line. It would be tough. And I think if, if, if Dan Quinn is out of the building next season and a different defensive coordinator is coming in, I think that's probably one of his earlier challenges that he'll probably have to face and being able to develop Monty Smith, yes, but also figure out where to put him. Where, where could he be best? Uh, on this defensive line and, and where kind of what situations would he best work in? Uh, I think that's certainly going to be one of the bigger challenges. Are you switching over to watching college tape now? Or are you jumping into the uh, the NFL games this weekend? Yeah, I am 1,000% diving into college tape. I was already about like 50-50 before the Cowboys lost. I was trying to do as much prep as I could before uh, before the Cowboys season ended or whether it ended last weekend or we were still talking mid-February. Um, but yeah, it happened a little bit sooner than I anticipated, but it just gave me an opportunity to dive in a little bit deeper. Really excited about this draft class. I know me and Brian have talked about it quite a bit on the draft show this week. And if y'all haven't checked that out, go ahead and check that out. Draft show on DallasCowboys.com. But uh, this is a fun class. I think there's a lot of position groups that have a lot of talent. There's not many position groups that are weak. And it's going to be fun to really track as the uh, draft season goes on. I'll be heading up to the Senior Bowl in a couple of weeks. That's going to be a really good one as always. Um, just really looking forward to this draft cycle. Do you have a good idea now of of what like positions you'd like to see in the first two rounds? Uh, for the Cowboys, I mean, you're looking at offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. <laughs> I think that if the Cowboys went for a back-to-back offensive line picks, I don't think anybody would be frustrated about that. But you also got to look at linebacker. You got to look at running back and just kind of see what the options are there. Uh, I could throw out a couple of names. Linebacker, you're looking at Edgerin Cooper out of Texas A&M. If you're looking in that first two-round range, Offensive line, we talked about Graham Barton out of Duke. We talked about Jackson Powers Johnson, the center out of Oregon, uh, Amarius Mims as well. I mean, there's some, there's some names that you could throw out there that would be interesting takes at either 24 or late in the second round. And then running back, it, it, there's not going to be a guy in the first round whatsoever. I think even that late second round could be a stretch for even some of the top guys. I mean, Jonathan Brooks out of Texas is probably the best back in this draft, but he's coming off of a torn ACL that he suffered against TCU uh, there in early November, so that's going to kind of affect his process. And then you look at Blake Corum out of Michigan, ran for a million touchdowns this past year. He's a 5'9", 2'10". He's going to be more of a bowling ball type uh, uh, type running back, and, and does that fit with what McCarthy wants to do next season? Uh, that's, that's another question, but um, there's, there's definitely some talent in this draft, and I think they can really pick up some solid players in these first three rounds, even though they're missing those picks in the middle rounds that they'll probably need. Right on, Nick. I'm sure we'll be catching up with you before too long. Enjoy the uh, divisional round, sir. 
Yeah, appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on. There he goes, Nick Harris, DallasCowboys.com. It is time now for that one segment of the week where you're encouraged to call in while intoxicated or in the process of catching a buzz. That's right, what you're drinking and And what what you thinking is next on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, welcome back, Nation. Let's do it. The phone lines are open at 877-881-1053. Time now for what you're drinking and what you're thinking. The Expressway, we take you commercial-free to the top, is brought to you by the on-time experts. Uh, L.A. Live with Lucius Alexander is coming up in about 15 minutes or so. Uh, gentlemen, I'm, I'm currently drinking a, a lot of water. Uh, I'm trying to get my uh, stomach basically flushed from this bet payoff from hell, the 20 slice of cheese sando, American cheese. And it was horrifying. And um, I'm still feeling quite nauseous and bloated at the same time and kind of sweaty and headachey. So I'm pretty sure I loaded my stomach with a nuclear amount of chemicals, and I'm dealing with the uh, the consequences of that currently. But I'm also sipping on a 20-ounce Diet Coke, you know, trying to get some caffeine to try to increase my energy level because mm-hmm. it's, it's being so drained right now horribly from this cheese bomb that's sitting in my gut. Sluggish. Um, so I'm thinking about what Mike Lombardi said today, though, with Sean and RJ. It was a pretty good interview. He set those guys straight. You know, finally they got somebody uh, in on that show that knew football this morning. It took them a, a while. <laughs> Hey, nothing like a football Friday to get a real football mind in there. About damn time. He said Jerry made the right decision bringing back Mike McCarthy. And I don't know if it's the right decision. I don't. It's not the decision I would do if I was in charge. But to me, it's the best decision we can realistically expect them to make. And that that's what I think is important here. This is the Joneses. If they go to hire a coach, chances are better or worse than Mike McCarthy. I would say chances are probably worse, except Almost for this offseason. Unless, okay, if it's Belichick. This, this is just the rare off or Harbaugh. Harbaugh or Belichick. Right? I mean, both of those guys, I think, would be upgrades over McCarthy. You think, okay, so you think realistically Jerry would get the big ego skins on the guy wall. There's there's no stadium to build. The, I mean, obviously, realistically, the answer is no. He didn't yeah. do it. So realistically, I think Mike McCarthy is the best thing we can hope for. And I know it's not cool because his offense sucked. Right. And he has bad accountability. But the guy 
is constantly searching for ways to fix the team, and he's willing to admit he doesn't know everything. That's what was wrong with Jason Garrett. That's what's wrong with most crusty coaches is they think they know everything, and it's just a matter of getting players that can execute my vision. Mike McCarthy at least knows, guys, we need better answers, and what you don't know is the most important piece of information in anybody's world. You know, it can totally change your circumstances, and and going into this offseason of, of Mike McCarthy, knowing what happened was a train wreck and it needs to evolve and get better, I think that's the best it can be, and that's that's what I got for you here in my glass-half-full Cowboys world. It took me five days to come up with it, but <laughs> hopefully that can provide you some hopium or copium, whatever you need. Hey, sure. dude, I'll take positivity anywhere I can get it right now. Right on. Brian drinking, thinking. Yeah, I'm drinking um, my peach tea, but I don't have a shot of rock and roll tequila, and I just have the peach tea part of it. I'm thinking that they missed a golden opportunity to hire Jim Harbaugh is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that if they would have interviewed Jim Harbaugh for this job, he would have taken this. He would have taken this job. I, I, I there's, there's no doubt in my mind he would have taken this job. And I would love it. You know, yeah. if I was in charge, I'd have been like, man, there's only a couple of guys I want to talk to, and Harbaugh is yeah. one of them. Yeah, and and that that's the thing that you know, you're, you're what you said is absolutely right, and what Michael said's right. I mean, you know, the Cowboys want continuity. They don't want to have to start over with their personnel department. They don't want to have to start over with new coaches and all that. They, they're really good, as we know, at drafting. I know this last year wasn't their best, but they, they're really consistent when it comes to their player evaluations, and it's because of continuity. And I really don't think they wanted to do anything different to deviate from that. Took them a long time to get it on a good they, place. They, they're yeah. com- Mike's comfortable not wearing them out about personnel. Those are good thoughts, yeah. uh, Brian. Woolchuck, drinking, thinking. I uh, just finished the show to Shake over here. Thinking uh, big shout-out to John from Forney. Biggest uh, dub. We missed this one, but his first uh, baby girl was born. Uh, will be born on Monday. So a big shout-out to you, sir. And I'm still Cowboy sad. Uh, I guess there's ways that we can spin it and be optimistic. But I'm looking forward to uh, diving deep into the draft. And we'll try and improve this roster, shall we? Yes, let's do that. I like that. I'm just drinking some uh, some water right now, and I am thinking that though on the surface this seems like a delicious and good idea, I don't know if this is the time or uh, specifically the place uh, to unveil this new food item in Buffalo. They're doing a Taylor Swift-themed concession item specific for Bill's Chiefs, uh, Bad Blood Waffle Fries. Two feet worth of waffle fries. It looks like the boomstick burger that you get at Globe Life Field. Yeah. You know, like like three feet long, but this one's two feet long. Half of these waffle fries, okay, are topped with buffalo chicken and blue cheese. Sounds good. Yes. Very good. The other half of these waffle fries are covered in Kansas City Cattleman's barbecue pork, coleslaw, and pickles. So you have loaded fries. Half of them are like a buffalo chicken loaded fry situation. So it's like a rivalry dish. Yeah. Okay. No, it's 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 a great theme. It's a great idea. I huh. find it like to be like it looks delicious if it was fresh and hot and ready to go. But the waffle fries, fries in general, they don't hold. Yeah, no, you can't especially have a waffle yeah. fries. I know that from Chick Fil A experience. You've got to eat that immediately. And then you factor in the buffalo blizzard. You know, it's going to be freezing. Those as soon as they hand you that from over the counter, there, that thing is getting is getting rapidly cold. Yeah. So you're eating cold fries and cold chicken, cold pork. Like, just take a picture of it and call it good. I'd say, unless you're in a suite. 
Do yeah. they even have those in the Buffalo Stadium? I believe I they know. do. I think I think so. I think who was somebody went to a game and they put him in like a terrible suite. Takia Spikes. Yeah. And he he couldn't even see the field. There was literally something in his way. Yeah. Okay. Maybe when Buffalo gets their dome, this will be something that plays a little bit better. I'm calling uh, Chiefs victory in, in that game. Looking forward to it. All these games should be great as we go into the Pimp Cup for Lucius and what he's drinking. Yes, yes, yes. I've um, drinking a whole lot of water today. Almost got a gallon down. I am right below my 5 p.m. mark on this oh, gallon, so I'm go. doing good. What is this? Maybe uh, 31 minutes behind, but I'll be okay. Yeah. Thinking I am over here trying to negotiate where I'm going to watch The Book of Clarence, a movie that came out last week. Yes. came out on my birthday, but I didn't get to see it because of the ice and all of the snow mm. and stuff. So, yeah, I'm going to go see it this weekend, trying yeah. to figure it out tonight, 8.50 somewhere. Yeah, so that's what I got all going right. on. Should be a game-changing movie, I heard. Let's go. Is it about the lost books of the Bible? <laughs> Something like that. Sounds interesting. Yeah. It looks good. At 877-881-1053, what you drinking and what you thinking. We'll go to your phone calls, and as we wrap those up, we'll be into L.A. Live here uh, before too long. And line one is JP. You're in the G-Bag Nation, JP. What you drinking, what you thinking? Yeah, fella. Sorry. I'm drinking a Diet Coke. I'm finishing up my water burger with cheese jalapenos. There you nice. go. And I am... I am peed old, man. I'm mad. We got two coaches right there. And, man, we need some toughness. Mm. And I'm tired of all these corny things, these things. The monkey butt. What the, what the hell is the monkey butt? <laughs> and then 2022 is resilience. And then we have this year, like, seize everything. Man, we need something like Jimmy Johnson. We need somebody like Jim Harborough. I mean, Jimmy Johnson said, get your rear ends in there. And play like they know how to play. Let's get it going. And I don't think that Mike McCarthy can go in there and be head head coach and say something like that. I just don't think he has it in him. I mean, this monkey butt bull BS. <laughs> man, come on. Respect. Thanks, dude. That's a funny call. Yeah, yeah that, that is. I forgot that is, the monkey butt. That part. is very good. Uh, a baby powder and 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 diaper paste. Okay, yeah. if you have a, if you have issues okay. with the breakouts with the little ones, Boudreaux's butt paste is good oh, too. Oh yes, the yeah. Boudreaux's is very good as Boudreaux's well. That's a competitor. Paste. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, just to let you know, Wolchuk. No, I need to be prepared know. for this. Mm-hmm. We, we are getting closer and closer to the day, boys. I just love the visual of listening to JP like try to get down that jalapeno <laughs> cheeseburger. Yeah. He's yeah. lazy, like getting into the cowboys <laughs> and sipping on the diet coke. He's just having a good old time talking. <laughs> <laughs> that whole call just entertained the hell out of me. Yeah, it was awesome. Thank you, JP. Line two is Kenny. You're in the G-Bag Nation. Kenny, what you drinking? What you thinking? What's down? Oh, oh, what's down? Frozen yeah. margarita with two shots of rock and roll oh, tequila. Shout out to Mama and Papa Bear Broadus. Thank you, sir. And two, Yes, sir. And my two hockey-playing grandsons that just got back from Cleveland and Minnesota. And uh, what am I thinking? Well, the word, General, you said it earlier, pathetic. Mm. This is the reason why I have never talked about the Cowboys this year. They're too unpredictable, too wishy-washy, not falling for the hype this year. Dak sucked, and you're going to give him an extension. Of course, Jerry Jones would. Always overplaying average players. Woolchuck, oh, Zach with an H, was right. This showed Dak's legacy. He's typical fourth-round pick. Dak does not make players around him better. Uh, he's not captain comeback. Linebacker's non-existence. Safety was on vacation in Cabo. What a predictable train wreck. Mm. Cowboys need new young coach with new ideas. 
Not an old washed-up coach that won Super Bowls with Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Not a Hall of Fame quarterback here in Dallas. But I would rather tell you how ugly I was Mm. when I was a kid. So when I was born, my mother breastfed me, Mm. and she breastfed me through a straw. (laughs) Rock and roll. (laughs) Thanks, Kenny. Have a great weekend, sir. (laughs) That's a theme now in his calls. I think that's three or four weeks in a row he's been telling us how ugly he was as a kid. Absolutely. Aging like a fine wine, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't say not much has changed. Got the new hips and we whatnot. Love you, Fed me through a straw, Kenny. <laughs> That's two good ones to kick us off here. Funny. And we go to Rodeo Ron on line three. What you drinking? What you thinking, Ronnie? Woo-wee! We drinking that Jim Bean with a little bit of sweet tea. Today yes. is Rodeo Ron's forty seventh birthday. Happy birthday, birthday, sir! Happy birthday! I appreciate Happy it. Happy birthday. To me, mm-hmm. hey, I've been a Dallas sports fan since I came out of my mama's room mm-hmm. in 1977. But since 1995, I've watched the Mavs go to NBA Finals twice, win once. I watched the hockey team move to, to Dallas, which is a non-hockey team place. We went to three Stanley Cup Finals, we won one. Our Texas Rangers, we went to three World Series, and we won one. But Jerry... What have you done since you ran Jimmy out of town? Nothing. I want you to go eat a Bangkok burger just like Dawson and stay stopped up until you bring a championship to Dallas because you haven't brought anything to the Big D since 1995 and you ran Jimmy out of town. So let's go Stars. Let's go Mavs. Let's see if we can bring a second World's Championship to the DFW in the same area with our reigning, defending, World Series champion, Texas Rangers. And if you're not hanging out with the J-Bag Nation, Radio Rod, Jake and Jim Bean, I'm January 19th. What the hell you baby? Yes, sir. Man, Ron was on fire today. Started drinking about 7.05 today. <laughs> We're not a hockey team place. <laughs> no, we are not. We're not a hockey team place. But even they could win a championship. Yeah. Even they. Even they. You go to the football land, and you're more successful than the football team. That's hard to do. Okay, line four is Dexter. You're in the G-Bag Nation. Dexter, what you drink? What you thinking? Man, I'm sipping on some uh, some fresh coconut water, you know, trying to cool, cleanse this little stomach of mine. You know? mm-hmm. sure. um, what I'm thinking is, man, I'm tired of this passing league stuff, man. I think we need to switch back to some real old school way of football. Um, you know, I sat there and watched the Green Bay game, and I watched our offensive line get punked. Actually, seen some of their defensive tackles get uh, pushed. What is it, Diotish down? Yeah. And none of the other offensive linemen helped him. Mm. They just kind of looked at him and walked over to him. Man, we need some big uglies up the middle, from off from the O line to the D line. We need that real defensive tackle. We need some guards or some tackles. Mm. And I think in the third round, we need to follow it up with a decent running back that can pound, you know, straight through the hole. So, speaking my language, it's old school way of football. Yes, sir. Thank you, Dexter. Have, Have a good weekend. Yeah, you know, I think I, I, I mean, I, I asked Nick what his emphasis would be, and he said we got to beef up the defense. And you know, he talked linebacker, and I think that's massively important. Um, but then when I asked him, you know, where he's going in the first couple of rounds, he said offensive line. So yeah. I think both could be very attractive, guys. What do you think about what I'm saying here, though? That you shouldn't even look at defense until you're sure you can run the ball against any defense yeah. in the NFL. You need a center. Yeah, that, that's where I would start. Yeah, I would absolutely. I mean. And the caller mentioned the guards. I man, I, I I'm, he had two I'm, first team All Pro guards. I'm I'm a fan of those two guards. If you give me a center, just give me give me 
give me Travis Frederick back here, please. Just give me that guy. You know, because I know yeah. with a guy like that, you can go run the ball. The right center, everything would be fine if you yeah, just bring it back. Absolutely. Yeah. You could or could not move on from Tyron. For sure. Yeah. I think if a great new tackle falls in your lap, though, at 24, you got to be very open-minded. Yeah. That. that could very well happen. I mean, got, that's why offensively, you take best player, yeah. it, it likely going to be a lineman. Yeah, that, that, absolutely. And I think the, 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 two gar, uh, the two centers, and there'll be other ones, but, man, I, that's, that's where I would start. Line five's Ethan. You're in the G-Bag Nation. Ethan, what you drinking? What you thinking? What's going on, you guys? I listen to 105.3 in the morning on the way back to on the way to work, and then on the way back home. There you go. I'm drinking hornitos that I got yesterday, mm. and uh, got a little bit of water and a little bit of ice mixing with this. It's gonna taste fantastic. Um, been a Cowboys fan since I was bouncing from ball to ball, and same with my father and his father before him. Um, we were talking about it yesterday, and you know, you took the words right out of my mouth. I mean. We can pick up a defensive guy, freaking linebacker, so he can take over LVE spot. I'm, you know, kind of getting sick of him, but I, I love him. You know, serviceable linebacker, but we need to definitely get best player available. If not, it's going to be an offensive lineman. Shit, I'd even. Oh, Ethan, we got to let you go there. there. Sorry, That's an FCC yeah. violation. Can't drop the S. Any more of that, we could get fined and thrown off the air. So luckily. We have a dump button. It was a good and, call, uh, though. Yeah. You uh, did a good job. It was a good debut. Yeah. yeah you did Get a back nice after job. next week. Line sevens, Josh, you're in the G Bag Nation. Josh, what you drinking? What you thinking? Good afternoon, fellas. It's uh, good to hear you. Good to talk to you. Uh, right now, I'm drinking a little energy drink, sitting in traffic, making a, you guys making my ride home a little more enjoyable so I can get there. Um, Happy to do it. So after Sunday, let the let the pain, let the heartbreak set in. But, you know, been been a, a Dallas sports fan for a while, and I came to the realization that I'm going to make a comparison here between one of our uh, other famous Dallas athletes that we never thought would win a championship. I'm going to compare Dak to Dirk. We all thought that he was going to be soft. We all thought that he couldn't get over that hump. We all thought that he couldn't couldn't be the guy. He was a great regular season guy, won the MVP, took him to 63 wins. What happens? They get bounced in the first round by the Warriors. I think Dak needs to find that wake-up call. I think he has that moment, and this could be that sign that he kind of turns that corner and says, all right, you know what, finally, this is on me. Uh, you know, all the people that say we need to let Dak go, I disagree because I don't think there's anybody out there better that can replace him. And if there is, why are they not on a team now? Yeah. Anyway, that's my thought, guys. I hear you, Josh. We all, we all thought that uh, Carlisle couldn't take that team anywhere, and look what happened. So maybe we just need you to have it. a little bit more faith. Yeah, you know, and maybe, uh, maybe a Tyson Chandler uh, for Dak. Uh, Hell. Maybe a Peja Stojakovic for Dak. Jason Terry, Jason Kidd, you know, some other great players. Uh, I, you know, hey, I obviously I think Dak is is a pretty dang good football player, and Dirk is one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah. So I would probably not go with the comparison entirely player for player. But, hey, maybe Dak can write that final chapter of his career and uh, be held in just as high of esteem or if not greater. It would be amazing. I mean, I, I pray to the football gods that Josh is right, but, yeah, Dirk did make it finals and lost and then got back to a finals. Hey, get, get, get Dak a Deshaun Stevenson. Watch what happens. It's a three-point specialist. 903, get that <laughs> Dak is Dirk Some mess out of here. Dak is not Dirk. Okay. Uh, Dirk was the most selfless athlete of all time. Dak's pretty selfless as well. I would ca- I would compare intangibles pretty one-for-one. Yeah, they're uh, both one great human one. beings. Number, line nine is Polo in Garland. You're in the G-Bag Nation, Polo. What you drinking? What you thinking? Well, first of all, I'll tell you what I'm not drinking. That's the Cowboy Kool-Aid. Now, Broadus, you guys, you and Will Chuck, or, or, one of y'all work on the Cowboys game, or post-game show. Both do. After the Cowboy game. Have y'all noticed that I haven't called all year? Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm 46 years old, man. 
I gave up on Jerry Jones before he started looking like Mr. Burns on The Simpsons with his spotty red skin. Jimmy Johnson looks so full of life, so just plentiful. And Jerry is like just a walking deer character, like he just going to just die. You know Mike McCarthy ain't no good coach. Everybody in basketball, football, hockey, even Charles Barkley, fat butt, done said Mike McCarthy needs to go. Why you still got to do it on the team? Back in Cleveland, why are you still on the Mavericks? Like I said, my homeboy said, him and uh, what's up, boy named uh, Pal must got some business on Mark Cuban. Why they still on the team? I don't know why the owners of Dallas teams fall in love with the old sorry people. The dude just called talking about Dak Prescott, Dirk. No, man, Dirk had heart. Dak Prescott to lay on the ground with his fat butt, like, oh, I don't know what I'm gonna do with the football. We need to put Michael Parsons linebacker, Dan Quinn. Why am I talking about Dan Quinn? Dan Quinn, what have you adjusted to? You are not a good coach. I'm just gonna be real. Gavin Dawson, you're the only person with some heart that really just come on and say how you feel. I'm tired of all these sports characters. Oh well, he Mike McCarthy's back. Now when y'all need to get on his butt, you need to fire his butt. Bye. Thank you, Polo. Appreciate you as always. And that uh, does open a line. Let's get one more call in before L.A. Live with Lucius, and we go back to the top where Darren is standing by to tell us what he is drinking and thinking. Darren? Yeah. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Thanks for getting me back in. I hung up on myself. But, Gavin, I drank my sugar-free Red Bull earlier, earlier today. Cheers. And right now I'm drinking some smart water because I feel so dumb after believing the Cowboys were going to win last <laughs> weekend. Uh, now that Mike uh, McCarthy's coming back, okay, no problem. And no one's going to really like this opinion of mine that this is what we're going to do. Micah Parsons, since the only thing you can do is rush the passer, and if they're running the ball, you can't help us, we're going to use you, we're going to trade you, and we're going to get a lot of draft picks, and we're going to rebuild it and get some high-profile guys on the defense because we can't stop the run. I'm sick and tired of us not stopping the run. So we're going to do it. Micah, good playing with you, but we're going to trade you. Have a good week. Appreciate the call, Darren. I have heard a couple of different people talking about that. I think if you want to rebuild and you're going to trade Micah Parsons for multiple ones to go get a new quarterback and you want to get to the top of the draft, I'm with you. But if we're trying to win, I'm going to need Micah Parsons on this team because that's a very bad man. He is an amazing football player. And it's time now to go into the Pimp Cup. Okay. Here's Lucius. Here we go. (laughs) Yeah, here we go. Somebody's like, oh, please. I don't want to hear that anymore, man. <laughs> Here we go, yo. Well, all, all right, you squares. Time to smoke. I fire up this funk and let's have a toe. It'll make you dance with some of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody get hot. Who remembers Freestyle Friday? This is Brian. Yeah, I'm rocking 88. Yeah, hold up. Yeah, watch me shake and bake on the field. Showing my skill. Like Under Armour. Yeah, I'm saying I will. Yeah, I'm the fifth. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, who I'm with? Tops attack. That's what I'm saying. That's what I know. Look at my head. Stairs on glow. Yeah, I'm rocking. Yeah, be the navy blue. Yeah, Dallas Cowboys, we gotta stay true. Oh, that's what I'm saying. That's what I know. Like I said, it's Cowboy. That, that's the show. Hola Watch. Hola Watch. <laughs> Shout out to Dez Brian. This is LA Live for Friday, January 19th, 2024. Put them foes up, folks. It's a Friday. We made it, people. Enjoy your playoff weekend. 
Mm. All right, enjoy your playoff weekend out there. And if you're watching tape, enjoy watching tape of these upcoming Cowboys, all right? Yeah. Oh, you call them the front runners. Excuse the front, me. The front runners. The front runners. Excuse me. But yes, avoid the law dogs as well because the judge will not see you until Monday. We need you to act correct. Here's a weekend warning. This weekend safety briefing. Do not add to the population. Do not subtract from the population. I'll be the one. Do not end up in a hospital, newspaper, or jail. If you do end up in jail, establish dominance quickly. Hold up, watch. Man. G-Bag of the Day, we do it every weekday here on the fan at 2.30. If you see anything floating out there, don't be afraid to hit me up, yo. At Lucky Lucius P.O. Social Media, Lucius Alexander on Facebook. You still go to Facebook? Y'all still go to Facebook? Yeah. A couple times a year. Clear out those birthdays. Usually check daily for the birthday. A couple times a year. Or you can go to Twitter and uh, find G-Bag Nation and follow us all. Our winner right here is Mo Mitchell from The Burt Show out of Atlanta. Uh, 99. Seven in Atlanta. I think it's Q ninety nine seven. Anyway, Mo Mitchell has a letter for the Cowboys. Pay attention, folks. Dear Cowboys, I do not hope this letter finds you well. <laughs> I hope it stings. Actually, about as much as it stung to watch you fall short in the playoffs once again. <laughs> the ups and downs are a natural part of sports, but the way that you'll continue to end up being losers at the end of the season every season should be studied. If only the goal were to lose, you'd be gloats. The gloats. The gloats. <laughs> there I was, an eight-year-old kid, excited, full of life, and stupid. My dad walked in wearing a blue and white jersey and turned on the television, said, son, come watch the Cowboys game with me. And that was the moment I should have walked away from my dad and never spoke to him again. <laughs> I didn't. We bonded and have shared that bond for over 30 years now. It pains me to know that although my dad claims he loves me, he wanted this for my life. <laughs> It has been 30 years since the five-time champion Dallas Cowboys have tasted years. true victory. 30 years. 30 Do years. y'all know what people have been able to accomplish in 30 years? <laughs> Let's see. The internet. <laughs> <laughs> and the Dallas Cowboys can't find a win a damn football game when it matters. <laughs> Although you have saved me a lot of money by never forcing me to attend a Super Bowl, mm. it still hurts <laughs> when I think about the fact that I have attended at least one game every year for over 10 years. Every season with the Dallas Cowboys feels like a repeating Linkin Park song because they tried so hard and got so far. But in the end, it doesn't even matter. Uh, it's so true. It is so true. So true. 40 years. 40 years. Shout out to Bubba Dub. 40 years. Uh, and shout out to the shout out, too, by the way. What was that? Uh, Josh McDaniels. Video music box. The original shout out right there. Let me empty the clip on a Friday right here. Fuck, 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 fuck. Let me see. People were upset at uh, Coach Mike McCarthy. Yes. They asked him, how can the Cowboys fans buy back into this? Can you sell us? <laughs> and I don't think he sold them. Yeah, because I, I, I believe that uh, the, the direction, you know, the leadership, um, everything is in place. And, um, I'm not very comfortable talking about myself, but I came here to win a championship. I didn't come here to get another contract or um, anything other than that. Um, I came to Dallas to win the world championship, and that's why I'm standing here, and um, 
Buy into us. You got buy into us. Got to buy in. Buy into us. You guys convinced? Buy in. Nope. Fired up? Nope. I was kind of convinced when I just heard the audio, and then I saw the TV copy probably this morning, and I was like, oh, my goodness. He, he sucks his teeth and kind of hesitates, yeah. like, am I really going to say this? Yeah. And then he it. says it, but the look on his face, it said shame. It was a shame face as yeah. he said that. He was shrugged his shoulders, too. Man. Yeah. Cringy hey. and weak as hell. Come on. Yeah, why not? Why right? not? You know? Come on. Hey, come on. Yeah. No yeah, one of the players love him. They can walk all over him. Ooh. I mean, we might be perfect in the draft. Yeah, you never know. Might get seven rookie Pro Bowlers. Mm, hell yeah. Ryan. Well, my favorite sports show, into the clip. Bam, 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 bam. It is what it is What uh, two of my favorite recording artists, Cameron and Mace. <laughs> yes. Boy, they had a field day with Coach McCarthy. Saying, I can't believe that man got up there and gave a half-hearted reason to why you should want to stick around with the Cowboys. So Cam said, this is how Mike McCarthy should have approached the podium. I was going to say, give me a solo real quick. I'm Mike McCartney <laughs> after the loss. And, and I just got reinstated to the Cowboys. You know why I'm back? Because I didn't get the job done. That's why I'm back. You know why I'm back? Because I let the Jones family down. That's why I'm back. You know why I'm back? I let the city of Dallas down. That's why I'm back. You know why I'm back? I let the Cowboys before me down. They're boarding the championships. I let Emmitt Smith down. I let Troy Aikman down. I let Michael Irvin down. I'm not leaving this city until I get a championship because that's what I was here to deliver. That's why I'm back. You understand? And that's what I'm here to do. And that's what's going to get done. Questions? You start like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you sell it. <laughs> no, because you know, you, you, that's, a tear got to drop down your eye like Denzel yeah, and Glory. Yeah, exactly. Herm Edwards. Yeah, exactly. Herm Edwards. Yeah. I want winners. Yeah. <laughs> I want winners on my team. Who is that? that that's yeah. the coach I'm talking Yeah, exactly. Mason's hilarious. He is funny. That yeah, great. I want winners. <laughs> like Herm Edwards. Right, Cam? <laughs> Des Bryant was talking this week. Yes. Emptying out the clip. Yeah, Des Bryant was talking. He was yeah. on the uh, the Pivot podcast. Mm -hmm. Do you know what the Pivot podcast is, yeah. uh, Zach Wolchuk? I do. Would you recognize any of those in individuals if they were like standing right next to you drinking at a bar? Oh, man. Knowing me, probably not. Probably not. Yeah, I seen you do it live. Yeah. Seen you do it live. I even see you ask a man, so who are you? <laughs> Fred Taylor. What are, you, what are you famous Wait, for? I recognize you. You're playing in the NFL. Yeah. You're running back, right? Yep. Yeah, uh, Des Bryant said a lot of people around the Cowboys organization did want to see him do good. Talking about Tony Romo, Jason Garrett, maybe others. He was on a Pivot podcast telling a story about a game against the, uh, what was that, the uh, Jaguars? Jacksonville oh, in London. Jaguars. Yeah, right. yeah. Was that London? Yeah, the London. Like, uh, 2014. 14, yeah. Look at y'all. <laughs> Almanac. I can ask y'all something about life. You'd be like, what? I did not know that yeah. exists. I had no idea. <laughs> I asked you about one yeah. random Cowboys game. Well, Lucius, that was actually. I was there. <laughs> October 14th, 2014. <laughs> 17th, actually. All right, here we go. Uh, Tess Bryant a shot and tell the stories. So I walk up in there. I'm hot, though. I'm, when I tell you I'm high, I went the off. I'm, I'm yelling at Coach Garrett. I'm uh, yelling at Jim. I'm getting my ankle taped. Jerry come over there. He put his hand on me. I knock his hand out for me. Like, man, y'all left me. Like, man, what's going on? Like, it's some, some bullshit. 
<laughs> Rob, they calling me, telling me to calm down. The word and got back somehow, some way. And then I'm, I'm going this, I'm, I'm mad because uh, what I just saw on TV, and it's right before a game. We about to get ready to lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They really sorry at this time. You know, this is, this is a, uh, you know, we they supposed always to, been sorry. You know, oh, we supposed damn. to wipe them out, right? So we damn near, we finna lose to him. I don't touch the ball in the first quarter. That's how I knew JG had something against me. This when I start, you know, I'm really barking back at the organization and, and everybody. All right, second quarter. I know you motherfuckers got throw me this ball. <laughs> they they running me on these bullshit rocks, right? So I run a drag across the field. I'm running across the field doing Romo like this. <laughs> Give me the ball. Yeah. I'm finna take this motherfucker scope. He threw me the ball. I run <laughs> behind the line of scrimmage. Get that bitch turned yeah. up. House call. Hit him with the uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, he did too. Did, yeah, this all happening in the second quarter. <laughs> yeah. He went off that game. He really did. A couple, couple of things. We almost left him at home. He was the last guy to get on the bus. Oh. So, I mean, he was the very last. He was the person. last guy. Well, he, he was the. I mean, we had four buses of people loaded, ready to go to the airport to get on that plane to go to London. He came rolling in there, literally. As the buses, the doors were closing. And he acknowledges this yeah. in, in, in the podcast. He says, like, timing. Yeah, you know, yeah. timing wasn't good for... I am late. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That, that is his thing. It happened. Yeah, but, I picture him running out there with, like, a Louis Vuitton duffel bag he, with stuff falling out. He, <laughs> it but he's got to keep getting under the buses. <laughs> he's grabbing it. He's, he's got one I mean, shoe on. Yeah, one shoe on. Hold on, hold on. I'll tell you what. Hold that, up his pants. That, yeah. that pass he caught... That would might be the most one of the most explosive plays I've ever seen in my life. And I'm he, so glad that you brought that up because he feels hold, that same way though. Hold on, hold on, I got some more from Dez. So, hey, we get the ball again. Romo called a play. I supposed to have a stop route. I said, hey, if he press, I'm going vertical. Yeah, I'm telling you that right now. I'm not running no stop route. Romo trying to tell me. Run a stop route. <laughs> I ain't running. I'm telling you, I'm not running this stop route. If he if he pressed me, guess what he do? He Mr. Presses. Badass wanted to press Hold me. On. Time out. I can picture Romo. Yeah. <laughs> After Dad says, I'm not running it. I can see Romo's shoulders just, oh, come yeah, on. Come guy. on, man. Come running on. for he me. He was right. Fine. <laughs> well, I guess we'll right. throw a touchdown. Yeah. Fine. He was right. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 grabbed him by the arm, yanked him down. Romo then threw it to me. I'm talking about him running back in the end zone, got him stiff arming him like this right here. Guess what I do? Flip the ball back. Mm, mm, mm. Everybody, the organization, JG, they all knew who that was for. They knew who that was for. I ain't see that ball no more after that. <laughs> I ain't see that ball. He's right, though, man. Yes. He is absolutely There was right. no stopping him that season. Were they plotting on Dez a little bit? Were they mad at Dez man, for some reason? Man, he's a man. Was Were they not doing the best thing for the team at the moment? No, Were they really no. stuck in their own selves? Like, no. well, we got to show him something. We no. got to punish him right we now. We absolutely weren't. No. Mm-hmm. Well, what did Eric say? Everybody's speaking their truth. Yep. I don't know if it is the truth, but it's your truth. His truth is the truth. Yeah, the truth is the truth. All right, girls. That's it. Oh, wow. Come on out. That's All my time. Lord willing, the creek don't rise. Book of Clarence tonight. That's what I'm about to go do. Yeah. Yay! Uh, is the third row from the from the screen too close? 
I don't think so anymore. I don't think so anymore. Okay, as long yeah. as it's no. the stadium yeah. seat, you recline, you get your feet up. Man. Yeah, it's the no. place you can eat. It's the Alamo Drive House. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be in good shape. Okay, right yeah. okay. Yeah. all right. Well, I'll see you girls on Mondays. Holla. There he goes. LA Live every night, 640 here in the G-Back Nation on the fan. Okay, a little C-note for you. There is a tremendous uh, Ringer article out about where the Cowboys are, where they go from here. We'll uh, give you some of the highlights and takeaways from that next. It's the G-Bag Nation on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.